Hey, welcome to Shamaru Court. Today, we're missing a few people. Yes, we are. We are. But, Miguel, you've joined us, so I'm really glad to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. So, normally, we would have a bailiff, um, but he's been, I guess we decided, red-carded. It, has he been red-carded? Because I, I, what, what happened? We well, don't know. There was some disagreement that happened, and... He has not been seen in a week. So I think we decide that's not a yellow card because that's that, more like a warning. Yeah. Um, we do have an example here of someone who's been yellow carded here. We're also joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. Fun. So this is going to be a very interesting episode of the Shamru Court. And so let's go ahead by starting with our guest. <laughs> So, Miguel, again, thanks for joining us. And we always like to start with two truths and a lie. Awesome. Are you prepared to try and fool Tom and myself? Sure, I think so. All right. All right. Um, I I, uh, started working when I was seven. I've been to every major city and state in the continental United States. And I can drink a gallon of milk in under 30 minutes. No <laughs> way huh. can you drink a gallon of milk <laughs> in under 30 minutes. I love milk. You're, you're jumping. You, have you tried that? I love that? milk. Have you tried that? I can drink maybe a quarter gallon. In 30 minutes? And, uh, and love it. But then that's it. I, and we're talking 100% whole milk. No. 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 It could be. 2%, 1%, whatever. Low fat. Your choice. Interesting. But it doesn't milk matter. is going to start to curdle inside your belly. But in 30 minutes? It's going to expand. Which, which would make it impressive for me to have that uh, technique. That ability. Or ability, sorry, yeah. Huh. Uh, you, you could put chocolate milk, you know, Nesquik. Oh, I used to love that. You know, they have the strawberry oh, yeah. Nes- Nesquik or uh, the chocolate Nesquik. <laughs> Interesting. Really, really. It's like so the other one was you visited every major city mm-hmm. in the contiguous United States. Uh, yes, in every state, yes. Was it contiguous or continental? Continental. Continental United States. So not Hawaii, not Alaska. Yes. But every major city. Every major city, yes. So you could name any city that you could think of, and I, I, I've been there. So I think a major city has an airport or an NFL football team. No, I, I think, well, yes, but I, there are some major cities that don't have an NFL football team. For an example, what would be a major city in Idaho? Boise. <laughs> Montana. Oh, good question. You're going to have to remind me. I'm not sure there's a major city in Montana. <laughs> I used to live in I lived in Montana for 16 years. Really? What city was that? Bozeman. Okay, that's the major not city. Not a major in, city. No? Not a major city, no. Huh. And then uh, the other one was you started working when you were seven. Yes. I believe that, absolutely. Wow. And you've never met Miguel? Never. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. No, today we, it was the first the time, first time, time you've met, met him. Yeah. So yeah. I have a bit of an advantage. 
Yeah. Because I do know Miguel for several years now. I'm going with the milk. Although that's interesting, though, uh, that he, he he would see me as a worker at a at a very young age. Yeah. So that is interesting because, as you said, we just met today. So. Yeah, just met today, and and seven, that's pretty young. That's pretty young. I mean, yes. that's second grade. Yeah. You know, that's that's young. But I think I'm gonna have to go with milk also. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's the one. The, that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> Miguel. Nice. That is awesome. Yeah. So working at seven, what does that look like? Um, it looks like doing what you love and 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 not knowing that you're working. Interesting. Yeah, and so um, very interestingly enough, uh, yeah, it was just uh, so I just doing circus arts, so flying trapeze and teeterboard. Uh, and with my family, I'm from a fifth generation circus family and, uh, yeah, just, it was my playground and I just started, you know, uh, swinging from the trapeze and bouncing on the trampoline and all of a sudden, you know, I'm a part of the, uh, the family act. So you were seven when you first performed in the act? Yes. I was seven years old. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Probably not the catcher. I'm thinking at seven, but. Right, not, not the catcher, no, no, the flyer on both teeterboard and flying trapeze. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That, so, and then the contiguous, or the continental United States, probably because of the family business, I'm thinking now. Yes, traveling uh, in the United States uh, with, at the time, a five-ring circus. Five rings? Yeah. So, that's 1985. So. Um, wow. It was... Uh, Back when, you know, Circus in America was very, very strong. And, uh, yeah, just traveled uh, just uh, like, a little, like a little city traveling throughout the United States. Wow. So if you were ever in Detroit, Michigan in 85, I may have seen you. Yes. Yes, definitely. Huh. Where, yeah. where were you in 85, Tom? Duluth, Minnesota. Oh. We actually played Duluth. You did? Yes. Yeah. So when I... Late 80s, yeah, late 80s, I was later in my years in high school, and the area that my family lived in is, we neighbor the convention center, Mm. and there's a ship that's a museum that's parked in a slip between my family's property and the Duluth Entertainment and Convention Center and is where we would walk our dogs. And I was walking one of our family dogs, Sadie, a standard poodle. (laughs) And there were two other individuals walking their pets on the same piece of grass, except they were Bengal tigers. Wow. Wow. And it was from the Shriners Circus. Oh. Could you have been part of a Shriners Circus? No. um, We interesting that you know about the Shriners Circus. uh, But uh, the first year that we worked in a Shrine Circus was 1988. Ah. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, you know, it's always interesting just to kind of have these conversations because with all the traveling that, you know, my family and I did 
and stuff. And so I've actually had, you know, a similar conversation where someone was like, were you in New York City at the <laughs> Madison Square Garden, you know, in 1989? And I was like, yes. And they're like, oh, my God, I saw your show. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, they're memories, right? Uh, yeah. That's the one thing that yeah. circus does for people that aren't in it. They, yeah. they really do make memories for people. Yeah. But that that is, and now I, I don't know if, it's it's interesting now with the, the two tigers in there and uh, and all of that. That that's a quite the story as well. Yeah, and you, you brought up something that just reminded me. So in, another thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have kind of a game show that we call Malarkey. Oh, okay. And you will answer a trivia question, and we have two people here now. We also have Stacy back here on the back bench, and you will try to convince them you know the correct answer to the question. And they'll either agree with you or they're going to call malarkey that you're not, you don't have the right answer. I, I, I have to uh, make amends because I couldn't make you guys believe that I could drink a gallon <laughs> of, <laughs> of milk in uh, under 30 minutes, which is actually well, really difficult to do. I'm a, I would consider myself a professional milk drinker, and I knew that that was false. <laughs> I, I once had a dating <laughs> qualification test, and I don't use it anymore, but oh. the girl had to eat five pretzels in 60 seconds. Oh, that's good. Without drinking anything. Well, that's tough. Yeah. Wow, you're you're really narrowing yeah. it down, aren't you? Yeah, that I, I can't do that test anymore. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but in my research for the question today, I found an interesting law here in Sarasota. That if you tied your elephant to a parking meter, you had to pay for parking. Really? Really. So Sarasota, being a circus town, I could just imagine someone parking their elephant outside. The movie theater. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's just seems crazy, but re- that is actually a real law in Sarasota. Oh, really? It oh. is. So I tell you what, let's go into the game. You're playing for three points. Okay. You win. Beers on the house. Awesome. Is this for just Miguel or both of us? You, you're not going to win beer. Well, no. But... <laughs> you I just won beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is specifically for the guests to see okay. if they can fool oh. us. Okay. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So I do have six questions. All right. In what state is it illegal to eat fried chicken with a fork? All right. Is it A, Florida? Is it B, Georgia? Is it C, New York? Or is it D, Utah? Utah. Okay, now I'm going to show you the answer. Okay. So what do you think? Is Utah... I, I believe it would be B, Georgia. Do so you're calling malarkey on Miguel. You don't believe him. I, did, he didn't, I don't know what his answer was. It was Utah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to call malarkey. I'm going with Georgia. The correct answer is Georgia. So for a bonus point, this is good for everybody. What year or city was that law passed? I'm going to say Atlanta, 1898. Anyone, any other takers? I'm going to just, this is, this is a absolute guess. But I know the importance of the 
heritage and the history of the importance this of fried area. chicken in Georgia? <laughs> I'm gonna say Augusta, Augusta? 1940. Oh, I like well, that it's That's 1961, Gainesville, Georgia. Oh. Well, you know what? After growing or didn't grow up in Alabama, but I did live there for 15 years. You do not want to be a chicken in the South. <laughs> well, it brings up a question that I have. I don't know if you guys know it. When did they start frying chicken? Oh, when did they start frying chicken? Because obviously my guess was way off if I said 18. Do you know the answer? No, I question? don't. That's I don't why. know it either. I'll look it up. That's it's interesting, right? Because yeah. it made me think. Is you guys were both in the 1950s, and I was like, okay, well that makes sense. And I was like, when did they start frying chicken? Yeah, I mean, so I bet it's I bet it's in the 40s or 50s. Yeah, would be right. My guess. It wouldn't be any early. I don't think it's in the 1800s. No, because it's it's hard to fry things back then. I would think, right. Because they're cooking over fire. So they have the cast right? You can't yeah. control yeah. the heat. They could. They, Actually, they, they, they could. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. It's not. I think that's how it came about, actually. Do you, when, do you, when do you think they started Scotland and West Africa started frying chicken in the 18th century. Oh, there you go. See? Um, uh, it's, uh, here's a, a story that I'm looking at from The Economist. Said that that it sounds has very its smart. <laughs> origins in American fried chicken has its origins in slavery, so that would be the South Africa, the, the African part of the 18th huh. century, because you know they obviously came over here and started frying chicken. Interesting. It is. Yeah. All right. So question number two. All right. What does a funambulist walk on? A, a rock, B, hot coals, C, a tightrope, or D, water? Hot coal. Okay. What is the word? Um, so for Stacy, who left us for a second, what does a funambulist walk on? Miguel said it was hot coals. The other choices were A, rock, C, tightrope, or D, water. Yeah. Do you think he knows the answer? I would think no. What do you think, Tom? No. It was malarkey. It is a tightrope. And you knew that. I actually didn't. Oh. I, interestingly enough, right? Now you do. Now I do. <laughs> but after, after I knew the answer, I was like, it's just something that kind of came back. Kind of, yeah. Kind of struck home. So, for yeah. a bonus point, can you name a famous funambulist? Of course. And oh. I will give you a half a point for each <laughs> famous funambulist you name. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Well, famous for me or famous for you? Well, Maybe recognizable. A generally recognizable Pam Hamilton would be famous for me, but no yeah. one else would know. But I mean,. There's like one family name that everyone knows, but do people really? But that's a family name. Yeah. So I could say like Carl Wallenda. Yeah. Yeah. There's one. So and a few of the Wallendas, right. you know, and, and Nick Wallenda. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I could also say uh, Pedro Carrillo. 
Yeah. Or I could also say Vicente Quiroz, you know, and so. There he goes. How many points yeah. is he racking well, up? Well, that's, that's two whole points now. Yeah. So. But he did not name a Walenda that, that I think either one of you should know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. If no one wants to. Tino oh, Walenda. Oh, no, oh, there's Tino. But that's what I'm saying. We, yeah. You know, obviously. He didn't say Blake. He didn't say Blake. That's. I, I, I was going to go down the list, you know. So. <laughs> it is a family name, but that is one crazy family tree. Yeah, it is. There's, <laughs> when you look at it. And, and that's what traditional circus is, you know, just really being able to uh, have, you know, that uh, passed on to generations. That's what and they've certainly really succeeded. So cool. Yeah, yeah. They really have succeeded they there, have. haven't they? They have. Or you have succeeded. I mean, yeah. Well, well, we have to see you pass it on now, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so. Are there any little Miguel's planned? Mm-hmm. Uh, planned? Yeah. Uh, well, Planned, yes. <laughs> uh, Actors, no. <laughs> all right, question number three. The sum of all numbers on a roulette wheel oh. is 650. Wow. 666, 766, or 800. The sum, and just to make sure, this is all everything added up, right? Yeah, all the individual numbers on a roulette wheel added together. Can you say those again, please? 650. Okay. 666. 766. Or 800. I'm going to say 800. How convinced are you that he picked the right number? I feel like it's a high number. However, there's one that would be interesting in a gambling situation, right? The 666. That's what I'm feeling. I'm calling malarkey. Okay. <laughs> Man, Miguel, they do not believe you. Well, you know, <laughs> that's uh, and it is malarkey. It is six six six. Wow. Yeah, gambling's the spawn of the devil. Right, right. I mean, isn't that interesting? I wonder if that's that is like interesting. Just by happenstance. So wait, but no, what? No, made, no, no. But it what happens made, to be one of my favorite games to gamble on. But what made you think that? 666 would be the number, and someone would say, hey, we're going to... I don't know. Well, I, they're well, saying it because it's the number of the devil. No, I know that. <laughs> so someone said, and we're going to make Russian roulette, and it's all going to add up to the number of the devil. Yes. And like, like, how, how did I they... I don't yeah. think they did that. I don't think that's how it went. I think it, they did a one... Is. They did a... Oh, really? Yeah, it was invented by a mathematician by the name of Blaise Pascal. Wow. And he just thought that was funny. Really? So what is and the so, what is the high? It goes from one number one to what number? Well, it actually goes from zero. There's a zero on the board to thirty six. Okay. Really? And 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 there's two flavors of roulette. One is European. One yeah. is American. Yeah. And on the American roulette, there's also a double zero. Oh yeah. Right. And European roulette, there's not. It's just a single zero. But yeah, that was a that was a joke. Now, for bonus points, what bets can be made when playing roulette? What do you mean by like? So you're you sit <clears throat> down, you give them a hundred dollars, they give you a bunch of chips, right? What bets can you make with those chips? Sounds like Miguel so might not have. So if you think roulette. of the roulette wheel or the roulette table, where you're gonna put, you have to put your money down, right? So you, you place them on the number you think it's going to land. Yeah, so that's Correct. one bet. All right. You, 
you okay. can place them on two of the numbers, right? Yep. Or you can place them up to four. Yep. And is that it? There's and two more. Uh, red or black. Red, red or, or black. black. Oh, okay. And then the green double. There's actually four more. The actually. green, uh, the green uh, zero or. Well, that would be the same as placing it on a number, in my okay. opinion. Um, but you can bet on thirds of the table. Really? You can also bet on even odd. Um, so we know who the gambler is here at the table, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is what my college degree is in, advanced uh, okay. gambling. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, obviously I am not a gambler, <laughs> but um, I've worked in casinos. and I spent, Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I spent uh, three years working in a circus that was in a casino. Circus, circus? Yes. So... Um, Always around gambling right. and, and, you know, whenever uh, friends would come and visit, you know, hey, you know, like I worked in Orlando and when people came to visit Orlando, you go to Disney. And when you go to Vegas. You gamble. <laughs> so uh, right. so we, we would go down and, uh, yeah, I would gamble, but obviously um, just just as a, uh, you know, as, as for fun. All right. That's so. how I do it when I'm next to him. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was the the final answer on that? The different bets. The different bets. Uh-huh. Um, so did he get? So he you got can. Some points. You you got. Yeah, you definitely got uh, two extra points for okay. those. So he has like three beers coming. Yeah, it sounds like to me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> is going to get very guys. interesting. <laughs> yeah, he he's won his his bar tab today. Yes, he has. <laughs> um, all right. Question number four. What is a Daki Makura? Dakimakura. Yes. Is it a yoga position, a large pillow, an electric scooter, or a seafood delicacy? I'm going to say seafood delicacy. Okay. I'm going to flip that up so you can see what it is. What? Oh, okay. So what do you guys think? I purposely didn't look at his face when he read does, it. Does Miguel, Miguel answer this question correctly? Why, why do you think it's a seafood delicacy? Well, um, just because, I don't know, just the other ones uh, seem like I would know. And so um, I actually think that, you know, sounds like a seafood delicacy. It does kind of sound delicious, doesn't well, it? Yeah. To me, it sounds Japanese, and they yeah. like the sushi kind of thing. Yeah. And so. You know, so. so you're thinking it's but a sushi al- Also, too, you have no. to remember that, I mean... There's sea urchin. There's so many seafood things that right. um, you know that are not mainstream cuisine. So oh. right. So that Japanese are the types yeah, who or, eat that cookie stuff. Or, <laughs> or Chinese as well. They they have a lot of delicacies that you know we are not very familiar with. Right. So Tom, you're a seafaring guy here at the table. What do you think? Is dakimakura a seafood delicacy? I'm going to just call malarkey on myself because <laughs> I have no idea about this one. So not, not a clue. So you actually get a point for that one, Miguel, because that was malarkey. That was. Okay. A dakimakura is a large body pillow. <laughs> sounds sexual. That's a for big some, name maybe. For a giant <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you did guess the country of origin. Japan. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 
th- that kind of was like something that sounded Japanese, right? Yeah. All right. Question number five. If someone said, you are OLED, what does that mean? I can. Is it A, very old, B, smell badly, C, very musical, or D, off balance? And OLED is O-L-I-D. Wow. I have to say, those, those are some pretty good questions there. You don't hear that often, I would say. I don't think I've ever heard it in a sentence. Really? Yeah. So it's... You repeat those answers, please. So we have very old, okay. Smell badly, okay. Very musical, or off balance. When someone says you are OLED, I'm gonna say you're very old. I call malarkey. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Smells bad. I think so too. It does. It does. It is so bad. bad. <laughs> so for oh, bonus factory. points, what's a common cause of smelling bad? Bacteria. A bad body odor. Garlic. <laughs> okay. And what's the purpose of smelling bad in a relationship? Hmm. Uh, um, positive health. Well, it actually helps in mate selection. It prevents inbreeding and makes someone know whether or not you're healthy or not. Ah, that's that actually makes sense, yeah. So if your body's processing the way it should, you're you're gonna expel sense hormones or whatever or, yep, comes yeah. out. Which is uh, why yeah. uh, Well like if I go in and eat you know, four cloves of roasted garlic <laughs> I'm gonna start sweating garlic. Now <laughs> To me, that's going to signify that my body's prob- probably operating properly because <laughs> probably I'm processing and <laughs> digesting and using or whatever. So I think that a lot of our human um, body orders are just a normal process of digesting food well i think this also applies to our classification Mm -hmm. of people that come to the bar so we had a classification of snoggers which is um it comes in a range of people like um aspirational snogger is someone who wants to come to a bar but leave with someone oh okay um i think we need to add some smell tests in there to see whether or not they're (laughs) compatible or not well that would be like I know when somebody prefers Subway versus McDonald's. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever smelled like when someone smells like cold cut meat? No. Or when someone <laughs> smells like french fries? Well, sure, or when you get a gyro. Or a gyro. Oh, I love gyros. <laughs> so, so, I mean, obviously, you know, there's deodorant and there's perfume and cologne and all of that stuff. Like, and with your, uh, you know, example of, like, someone eating a lot of garlic, some things you can't just hide Yeah. in that sense. You can't cover that up. You can't cover that up and stuff. So, 
I guess the, the question then is, is that, like, how acute or that do, do you know, you know, and, yeah. and how, 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 how uh, good are your senses? So I got great advice from Keith Urban one time. Oh, really? He told me, just enough cologne to make them lean in. Ah, Some of the go. best advice I've ever gotten. That's good. So is that is that spray shower and then walk through it or what's the what's the uh, what's what's the technique? <laughs> well, the application process. What's the application? I don't want to so give away too many secrets because it does depend on the the bottle size and its so its volumetric capacity. No. I mean, it, it, it. I I think this is an actual thing because people are very. Uh, uh, what's the word? So they're. They're very uh, sensitive. sensitive, but then they feel that their technique is the best on yeah. applying it. Well, I know Subconscious. I have yeah, my well, secret cologne. Okay. I can't tell you what it is, but my Keep secret cologne, <laughs> I have a large bottle and a smaller bottle, and I do front and then back. And depending on the bottle, depends how far away I have to... Hold the bottle so away. Sprays out a heavier mist. Yeah, the bigger bottle sprays more than the smaller bottle, so you have to be aware. So you've done the spray test, so you know what what's gonna come out. Yeah, gotcha. And then you have to test it in public to find out how far they have to lean in to smell it. I think you could actually have a <laughs> whole podcast on this because it, it's a thing. You it know, is like perfume and cologne and. There's niche perfumes and, you know, like it's it's like wine or, yeah. or you know, it's perfume connoisseurs. And, and it's it's, you know, we're, I'm I'm actually a very, very beginner when it comes to these things. But uh, it's a thing for sure. So just for some research, if you take a look at what the popular colognes were of the time when a girl's father would have been wearing cologne, that's the cologne they like. Yeah, that well, old spice. Old certain spice. a certain old demographic, spice. absolutely. No, a certain demographic, absolutely. Sorry, I wasn't trying to plug that. For All right, so here, spice, but yeah, I love old, your commercials. Old but, Spice is not a sponsor <laughs> of this show. Yeah. So but I well, love the commercials. You know what? Uh, so just since we're gonna move on from uh, cologne and all that, but smell like it's one one of the things that. Retains your, memory, right? To your point, retains memory. Yeah. And I don't know, it just brings up the nostalgia and stuff and literally transports you to that place in time. Yeah. And so I think that that's, you know, something pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm really glad that you said that because that is absolutely, a, a, I would believe, a truth. That's not, what is that? That it's is not, not malarkey. malarkey. Yeah, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> Which is probably the first one that I've gotten right. Right, the whole time. right. And that's actually what we want to do, right? We want to create these memorable experiences. Yes, yes. So, just enough to make them lean in. <laughs> Best advice ever. Oh, you're still talking okay, so the last that question. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Because I, I come from a computer scientist background, not a... Biological or English language perspective, mm -hmm. but major crophobia is the fear of what? It could also be magierocrophobia. So it's M A G E I R O C O 
and then phobia. Is it a fear of gardens, a fear of magic tricks, a fear of cooking, or a fear of statistics? That's why they're phobias. Yeah. <laughs> we are not judging anyone. Because <laughs> someone may have this fear here. We don't know. Gardening. Gardening. Join us. <laughs> I promise you won't be on the radio. But 24 people may listen to you. She's, <laughs> she's on the radio right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, magicrophobia. Magic, but it could be magicrophobia. I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it. Cooking or statistics. I'm going to say cooking. But did. Okay, malarkey. You're calling malarkey on Miguel. But you, Tom, because you said gardening. I, I, gardening. You sound pretty confident yeah, that you I think it's gardening. Gonna, uh, I'm actually pretty confident on this one. I have, I have faith in Miguel on this one. Now you have faith in Miguel. He's gotten four of them wrong. <laughs> now yes. you have faith. Well, you know, this is where I redeem myself, you know? All right. Well, you did say that. Yeah. You, you did yeah. say you were going to do that. And so you know, who knows? I could have, you know, been uh, trying to get the other ones wrong on purpose. That, that's right. Well, you could have been misleading saying, them. You know, and so, what do you have yeah, to lose? About, about that, about the tightrope. So. Yeah. Exactly. What do you have to lose? Nothing. You've, you've already won, yep. really. Yep. Um, it is the fear of cooking. Oh. Wow. So Miguel gets a point because he fooled Tom. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't get a point? No, you don't get a point. But if you want half a point, well, name, I'll give you a half a point for every related phobia to that. So I have to come up with the name of the phobia? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she, re, related phobia. Yeah, so right. what... What other phobias are there gotcha. that could be related okay. to the fear of cooking? Yeah. I don't know. Phobias always have this very complex Crazy name. names. Like, why does magicophobia cooking? Right, right. I, I, was thinking, I was thinking gardening because, you know, dirt, you know, bugs. I have know. a fear of gardening. I can't grow a damn thing. Well, killing plants. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Oh, but cooking makes sense, you know. Fire. So I'll give you a few of them then. Oh, a fear of fire would be good. Yeah. I didn't have that written down though. But what's what? <laughs> what would what would the fire uh, the the fear of fo uh, fire would be? What phobia would that? I don't know. What would the, what would be the name of that phobia? If only someone had a phone that could Google it. Right. <laughs> then we'll know. So a couple of the other related ones are sebophobia. Fear of food. Okay. Uh, now, anorexia is not really a phobia, but it is a, a body image issue, right? Um, carnophobia. Fear of meat. Mm -hmm. And then, rheumatolactophobia. My goodness. That's, that's probably one I have. It's when food touches each other on the plate. Oh. Oh, I know people <laughs> like that. 
Pyrophobia. Pyrophobia. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Fireworks, fire, pyro. Oh, yeah. I that remember. I'm trying to figure out who. I had a friend, and she was she was that. She, she was afraid of fire? No, she was afraid. Of her t- uh, she didn't want her food to touch each other. Yeah, see, I'll only eat one type of food at a time. Really? Yeah. So you won't have a couple of different things on your plate? They could be on the plate, but I'm eating one thing at a time. You don't mix them. I don't oh. mix them. Unless it's stew, then I'll mix it. Or soup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's but interesting. That's why I don't like fajitas. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two things. One, I have to make it. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just too much stuff. Okay. But I like tacos and burritos. Well, what's the difference then? I don't know what the difference is, <laughs> but I don't like fajitas. Because I guess because I have to make it. Oh, Because okay. if I get a taco, it's all rolled up, or burrito, it's sense. all rolled up. That makes sense. Okay. That, yeah, that, that, I don't want the pressure of knowing what to put first. Yeah, that makes sense and stuff, especially oh. when you have a whole bunch of things laid out in front of you. You know, you have your guacamole, your sour cream, your lettuce, your tomatoes. So what do you put first on a taco? Huh? Sour cream? Um... No, hamburger? It, it just really depends. On a taco or yeah. on a fajita? No, a taco. Uh, um, uh, uh, the meat. The meat first? Yes. And then the cheese on the meat? Because the meat's hot. Here's another podcast there. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another. What's the best taco? Well, so, you know, you got tacos or like, you know, you got your street tacos like from Mexico or you have like. You know, We're talking gringo tacos, yeah, so... What do you mean gringo tacos? So, just talking gringo tacos. So sometimes, like, you wouldn't... Like I said, a whole different podcast. But, like, you wouldn't put, like, necessarily melted cheese on a taco. Right. You know? But... But Mexicans and, uh, and that cuisine will say that, you know, everything's, you know... Uh, Limitless, so whatever really? it is, whatever it is that you like, you you can have and stuff. So, but huh. like a traditional Mexican taco would be like a carne asada with cilantro, cilantro yeah, and onions and stuff. Interesting. So. so we often go to Circo. That's just that's street that's tacos. American, yeah, American, no, yeah. not even. Yeah, no. Taco Bell, no. Taco Bell, you know, I mean, no, not really, taco but. <laughs> taco <Jalisco, yeah. laughs> I still have to go to the taco bus. Yeah. There's I'm looking um, forward to that one. There's some really good, you know, f- I mean, food trucks is a thing now, you know, so there's a lot of good, uh, you know. Um, there are. Tacos, uh, food trucks and stuff. Huh. Well, yeah. this is good, Miguel. You actually did win enough points in Malarkey to pay for your bar bill today. Well, thank so you. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Otherwise, you're on your own. No, I, 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 I really enjoy that. And then thanks to you guys. I think that that was like, uh, I don't know. I, I think I need to share my beer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did help a lot. Yeah, they did. So, so let's ask you 10 questions. All right. So we've, we've, we've kind of started to get to know you a little bit. Um, we know you had to start work at a very young age. You've traveled the entire United States. Yes. But I'm thinking you probably have gone to Alaska and Hawaii. I have not, actually. Really? Yeah, and uh, those are places that I'd, I'd like to go. I've been to uh, Puerto Rico. 
I've been to uh, Dominican Republic, uh, Caribbean, Caribbean islands. I've been to Europe. And I've traveled quite a bit as well internationally. So, But have not been to Alaska or uh, Hawaii. All right. So we're going to ask you 10 questions. These questions were made famous by John Lipton in the Actors Studio. So you're joining all of the guests we've had and the 300-plus actors and actresses wow, he's that's, interviewed. that's very uh, humbling and, uh, and just an awesome uh, right. list, I'm sure. So we're just looking for your instant answer. Don't, no need to put too much thought into any of this. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Positivity. Right? What is your least favorite word? Hatred. What turns you on creatively? Spiritually or emotionally? Ooh, what turns me on? Um, did you repeat that? Yeah, what turns you on? And that can be creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. Um, human spirit. Nice. Uh, what turns you off? Eagle. What is the noise you love the most? Stillness. And what is the sound or noise that you hate? Well, you brought up hate, so. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Can I combine it? Oh, sure. It can be a phrase. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking now in Spanish and English. So. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be English. Uh, I mean, wherever. Well, I, think, I think the go-to in, in, uh, in English is fuck. Yeah. Right? You know, because it could be. A lot of variations on that one. A lot of variations. One. And depending on what you. It could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. And same like in Spanish. Puta madre. You know. So. Oh. What does that mean? Like son of a bitch. Really? <laughs> yeah. Puta madre. No, no. Uh, puta. Puta. Madre. Oh, madre. M-A-D-R-E. Yeah. yeah. Madre. So puta, puta is bitch and madre is mother. Oh. So son of a bitch. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, well, you know, although I'm very unfamiliar to, I, I'd probably be... Uh, a, I don't even know what the title of that would be, like a, a vlogger or someone that a just... A vlogger, so someone that's like just putting stuff on YouTube. Yeah, and just traveling and or doing whatever Like it is Cirque that, Life. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, what profession would you not like to do? I don't know. I think that, you know... I, I mean, I, I grew up were just, you know, being taught that everyone's just learned. You've had to do everything. Earning a living, you know, yeah. and so, so, yeah. Well, very good. And the last question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Huh. <laughs> you just wanted to laugh? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know. So... I'd say uh, welcome. Nice. Yeah. Very good. So I guess we're about at the end of the podcast, 
But there, are, there is always something we always want to open up. Um, if anyone has any just thoughts from the week, anything that's paused you, the question, anything. Um, I have one thing I, I want to bring up, but I don't know if, if it's going to apply to everybody. But what, what about you, Tom? you have any burning questions to ponder this week? No, but I really enjoyed that question about what you would like to expect to hear when you got to heaven. Yeah. And it I assumes would a lot, hope doesn't it? that the answer would be, <laughs> we're so excited you're here. <laughs> That's a good one. That is, that a, is good a good one. one. That is a good one. So it's you, Miguel. You have any interesting, just random thoughts for the week? Well, I actually have quite a bit, you know. Like, I think that this is has been an awesome experience you know um so often you know we have uh exchanged with one another uh you know and it's great you know just to kind of open things up sharing with other people and you know just you know there's no right or wrong it's just you know sharing and going through the different avenues that we kind of and you never know really where you're gonna go or end up right 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 like so, today. Like today, you know. Um, we had Sean uh, yeah. not show up. Is he okay? We don't know. We, we do not know where that, our... That, that was my main... Yeah. My, my, first, my first thing is, he, is your co-host okay? I hope okay. he's okay. Yeah. It's very unusual. Yeah, I mean, so. something is certainly taking him away. We, we will just hope he's fine yeah. and catch up with him soon, I hope. Yeah, but, you know... And that was the first one. But then, obviously, now, you know, something, you know, leads to something else. And we've got, uh, I thought that you, your insights were, were great. And the fact that you're a uh, professional in drink milking kind of shut up my <laughs> <laughs> So, Miguel's talking about Tom well, here. Yeah. Well, so, and I am very, very glad that I was invited to fill in today. Uh, it's been a wonderful experience. And... Not what you I expected feel this morning, a lot huh? closer to humanity than I did before Aww. this podcast. Well, nice. That's, well, let me see good. if I can change that with <laughs> the two questions I have. Okay. So the first one, um, there's been a, a new blockbuster movie that came out a couple weeks ago. Wait, did you just say blockbuster? Blockbuster movie. Is that still the thing? It's still a thing because this movie brought in more money than Tom Cruise has ever brought in. I know what it is. On a movie. Yeah. It's the sequel to Eyes Wide Shut. Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Top Gun Maverick. Has anyone seen it? I have, actually. You have seen it? Yes, and I'm a big Top Gun Are Top you? Gun, yes. So, Tom, have you seen I Top Gun Maverick? I have not seen it. I saw a spoof. You saw okay. a spoof? Yeah. And it was fantastic. So you saw so the trailer? No, no, no spoof like no, a, I saw a made fun a of. Made up, really, a made-up homemade version of the new Top Gun movie, and it it is fantastic. So I can only imagine that I'm the real in. one is. And I I think I saw Top Gun in eighth grade on the opening night, and that movie changed my life. Uh, it's interesting it, to say that because the the Navy claims that after that movie opened, oh, they their were recruiting swarm. numbers went through the roof. Oh, yeah. And they were Wait, actually... The first time around. The very first yeah. time. Yeah, they had to turn people down. Yeah. 
And they were really hoping that it would happen again the second time. Oh, it will. Well, that's where I differ. So did you like the movie, Miguel? I did, actually. Um, although I do have to say that it's tough to... I mean, you have Top Gun, with, which is an iconic movie. and Hard like, to follow. Hard to follow. But not only that, but you have, like, look how much things have changed from the 80s to where yeah. we're at now. And uh, so I, I went into the movie just kind of based on, like, really, I don't... As long as the music's there and, you know, some things that can bring up the nostalgia within me, you know, I'm going to find enjoyment it, in it. So, but... I was very pleasantly surprised. They, I think that they did a good job in in terms of catching up to where we're at now. And uh, yeah, know, so I'm going to make a prediction though. Um, they did do a very good job of the the nostalgia of the the first movie. Yeah, uh, a lot of the same songs were played in it. Yeah, the same piano was played in it. Yeah, I mean, but my problem with the movie is it is the exact same story as the last one. But we don't know who we're fighting. Right. The first movie, we knew we were fighting the Russians. Right. This one, we have no idea who or where we're fighting. The other thing the story is more like, it's more like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker shooting down the Death Star yes. than it is Top Gun. You know what? It's crazy that you say that because when... Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so, uh, and Tom, if you haven't seen No, it, that's uh, fine. You, uh, so, I'm going to so be fine. So whenever uh, Maverick is going through the, you know, the mission and everything and stuff, I'm like, like man, this is like Star Wars New yeah, Hope. Like, that's right. It's crazy. You know, and then I was like, I wonder if I'm like the only one kind of picking <laughs> up on thing on this, like, you know, like. So it was, it's crazy that it you is. now mention that. Yeah, you know, it's so. the same. And the other problem I have with it and what the Navy wants to do is increase possible recruiting efforts is that it makes the leadership of the Navy look like idiots. Because in it, the leadership is basically telling the younger pilots, this is an impossible mission. You're never going to be able to do it. We're going to lower the threshold so that you can get through this mock mm -hmm. trial and Tom Cruise brought in to train these people to think outside the box, did not like what was going on. So what right. does he do? He steals a plane, he runs the course full speed, and proves to them they can do it faster than they need to. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know what? It's, it's interesting that you say that, though, because I, I feel the same way, but they had, they had to, because Tom uh, Maverick's a renegade, you know. He's yes. one of those, you know, hot shots and stuff. So had to kind of set it up to a sense where that was going to be the case, you know. So Well, and so that's actually the ending question I have for you, Miguel, because I know your experience is in getting high performance out of people. Mm -hmm. And maybe even before they realize they have the potential, mm -hmm. right? So where's the balance? How, when is it right to push someone farther than they think they can go because you believe they can make it? Or is there something more concrete there? No, well, I think the balance is and what it comes down to is the connection and really knowing, you know, the individual or the person, right? And knowing what their limits are. Right. You know, I think uh, for him, you know, uh, it kind of goes down to the don't think, just do. do. And, yeah. and so, like, for us as well, so... 
it's always that constant battle within ourselves, but like it's just really knowing what our limits are. Sometimes you have to push past them and stuff, but from a very strategic point. So sure. for me, it, it always comes down to the connection and, and, and having those conversations to where you feel you know each other uh, well enough to where you have the trust and confidence that someone's going to push you to your limits, knowing that they still ultimately have your best interests at right. hand. Right. So let's, let's bring that full circle around, trust. Because I think that's absolutely critical. Yes, we've, 100%. Yeah. We've had situations here where there's no trust. <laughs> is trust earned or is it given? Trust is, trust is, uh, is earned, you know. Um, it's kind of like, but you have to, you have, it's like respect, you know. Uh, and you can't ask for someone to respect you. You have to respect someone in order to be respected because you someone would be argue and say like well i'm gonna get you to respect me by right. having this you know authority you know above you in that sense but that's not really respect yeah. to me respect is when you're uh with someone that you're on 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 the common ground and saying like hey i value what you think what you believe and everything and stuff we might not see things the same way, but I want to understand how you see those things and stuff because I value you as a person. There you go. So, and that I think that that ends up being at the root uh, where trust, respect, and all of those virtues stem from. Very that is good. a great answer. Thank you, Miguel. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Miguel, for joining us. And Stacy. Thank, thank you, you Stacey. once again. Yeah. <laughs> The intention of the Shamaru Court podcast is to provide entertainment, to seek agreement on issues where the viewpoints are presented in an authentic pub discourse. The Shamaru Court is not and should not be viewed as a news source. Current events are discussed using conventional and unconventional media sources. The views and opinions expressed on the Shamaru Court podcast and website are those of the authors and contributors and are not meant to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, nationality, individual, or anyone or anything. Opinions expressed do not reflect the official position or policy of the Shamaru Court. Any use of this podcast without the express written permission of the Shamaru Court is strictly prohibited. Thank you for listening.